1: Hello, beautiful human. Thanks for letting us into your ears today. We are about to catch up with Iggy Azalea. And boy, does she have a lot to say. The end of an era. That's her latest project. And yeah, this is the end of an era. We're going to discuss everything with Iggy Azalea in just a couple minutes. Please subscribe to this podcast. Share with those you care about. And let us know who we should talk to next. That's Zach Show on any form of social media. I love Iggy Azalea. I love what she stands for. I love everything she's done. And we're going to talk about all of it right now. Here we go. Hi, beautiful team I'm Hello. Zach. That's uh,
0: Dan and that's Iggy Azalea. <laughs> hey. Yay. Yay! I made it. Yo, thank you
1: really for taking the time and giving us energy today to dissect a body of work, but also cover a bunch of different topics here that are yeah. pretty significant. One, because... Like Okay, let's start from the beginning. Like, are you... Is this actually it? Like, this is the album, and then you're done making music. For how long in your mind right now?
0: Um, well, I have a distribution deal for my label, Bad Dreams, with Empire. That was two albums long, so this is my me delivering that. So contractually, I don't have anybody that I need to make happy. You know what mm. I mean? Um So I don't have any plans to make another album, but that may... You know, I may in three or four years feel like, oh, I have something more I need to say, in which case I'll go get another deal and I will make another project. But I don't have that obligation and I I'm not looking for a record dealer.
1: So before you get into this last album, Mm -hmm. do you know it's going to be your last one? Uh, yeah. Really? Well, well because obviously it's contra- it's contractually the end, right? So you know that yeah. that's coming up. But obviously you you go in knowing that like this is going to be the period.
0: Yeah, I mean, I wasn't sure at first because I had a lot of other people that were asking me, knowing that I would kind of essentially be a free agent, like we want to sign you and you're a done and... Um, I never even sat down, honestly, and had those meetings, but it was something that I discussed, like, within my team and with my management, like, are, are you going to go and take another record deal, and what does that look like for you with the other projects that I know I have coming out in the next, what was then, like, year or two in in the future, but now is actually happening. Um, and they they wanted me to take another record deal, and I kind of didn't really, I don't know, I just didn't really feel, like it. I just didn't really want to, so I didn't. Um, Is it hard taking on
1: a, a, a commitment like that and having to create a certain amount of art, promote it to a certain degree?
0: It's very time consuming, but I love spending my time doing that. Um, I think that wasn't necessarily the time factor. wasn't necessarily it for me. I just felt like I um there are so many different factors to this like decision but i think that i just it was a lot easier to talk about a lot a wider range of topics before i was really popular because i didn't feel that there was that speculation about what or who i was talking about or um you know i there were where there wasn't that large volume of people that felt that they had an invitation to discuss whatever it was that they thought i was talking about and sometimes maybe you are talking about something can, and other times you're not and suddenly you have like this conspiracy theory about a song on your record or whatever the hell. And as I've gotten older, I just um, I just feel less willing to share certain things about my life if I'm just being honest. I mean, I don't really owe it to anybody to have to share certain elements, but, but when you're making music, it you can suffer to. in that way. The thing is though, I don't want to. That's the thing. Um, so I just feel like, for me, it was it made sense to do this project and then to not do anymore because I don't. Being that I don't really want to talk about a wide array of, to- of topics that I prefer to be private about. Um, now that I'm really in the public eye so much, um, I'm just like, what am I supposed to like rap about for a whole like another two or three albums? Like being really rich and like being really pretty or something? Like what? You know? Like yeah. I don't really feel. There are only so many one-liners I can write about that.
1: Are you afraid to share? Or are you afraid of the reception and people being critical to you sharing?
0: No, um, I just—it's—I just don't want to. It's like meeting a stranger on the plane and then they like ask you about how it's going with your boyfriend or something. It's like I just—it's not that I necessarily care about what your reaction to it is. It's just that it's not your business, and I don't really want to have a discussion about it with you. I have become increasingly private the older that i get um before i just when i was a lot younger i would just would probably tell the person sitting next to me on the plane everything what the inside of my looks like if I asked (laughs) you know what i mean and it's just changed naturally over time
1: but this i feel like you know one of our first conversations that we ever had was about this topic and it was about hip-hop radio in particular really i mean Being, just to be frank and kind of, it's too simple to say this, but being misogynistic and feeling entitled to really analyzing every lyric that you put out there and then grilling you on those actions. So, what forces you to become quiet, though? What forces you to. Um, to,
0: to, It's not necessarily, I hate the word force. It's just because. Leads you to it? I just. It's not even hip hop radio. It's just like the world is on the internet and I don't want my life on the internet to that degree the things that i get requests from even my own fans to want to talk about it's just like i have no desire to talk about that with you
2: is this why you stopped posting photos of your son online
0: um partially yeah it has a little to do with that yes it's just like i just don't i just don't want to talk about that with you (laughs) so
1: were you honest in the new classic
0: yes totally Yes. yes because i i wrote it all before i was very famous so it was really easy to do those things, and I didn't have that like snowballed effect of what we're talking about what you're talking about, Zach. um and it's just like, I don't know. I could breathe in there's like a think piece about it, and it's just like I don't really care to discuss things with you that already aren't really things I feel like discussing with strangers, and I particularly don't feel like discussing them with strangers when I know that 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 the level of speculation and like kind of always negativity or. Whatever it is that comes with it is not something that I find very enjoyable. And I'm just like, why am I still... Why am I... What What is the... What's the functionality or where is the joy in this for me? You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't have to make music. Let's just be real. Like, I'm at a point in my life where it's like, I don't have to do that. That's not, like, making me all the money to pay keep my lights on or something. You know, like, I can... I can opt out of everything and I'd still have a very nice, happy life. So I'm really only doing this for my enjoyment. And I don't really find in much enjoyment in in making songs that are topical in that way. And I also think it's a little purposeless to make a fu- you can't make a full album body of work if you're not going to dive into those details. And so for me, I was like, I think it makes sense that I really would love to like, make an album, the end of an era and talk about kind of like this time capsule of my life, my twenties, um, and looking at that as a retrospect that interests me to tell those stories, um, and to let my fans in that way or have something they can relate to in that way, especially since most of them are younger than me. I'm 31 with a kid. Most of them aren't They're in their early twenties or late teens. And they're kind of like figuring out things that I went through already and that I have like a retrospect perspective of. So I'm like, let me, I really do want to like touch on these things or share some of those stories that maybe I didn't before and let's, like, let's lay all that out there. That's fun and enjoyable to me, but I'm not going to, like, make a song that's, like, dissing my baby daddy or something. Like, those are the kind of songs I feel like people, like, really want from me. Like, talk about your trauma. And it's like, I don't really want to. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, and So, and, no. <laughs> and, and, but but no. you also make note that, like, that is what is expected out of out of a typical body of work is like yeah. this depth and this sharing and this tearing apart of your life present day, your life from the past, where you want to go in the future. Did you enjoy making music when you were making the new classic?
0: Yeah. I mean, I enjoy making music now. But, but <laughs> do you not, not. enjoy re-
1: releasing it then?
0: Uh, yeah, I think that's what it is. I love making it. I still love making it. I don't love releasing it. I'm not going to lie to
1: you. When did you hate releasing it? When did that start?
0: Uh, After the new classic.
1: Because of the way it blew up? Yes. I mean, that changes your life.
0: Yeah. it's um, There are, of course, super enjoyable parts of it, but there's also a lot of anxiety and just like, I feel like every time I release something, I kind of like have to just, there's always a bit of a like, struggle after for me mentally like keeping it all together or having genuine fun with the release part of it um the aftermath of like putting it out for me is always a weight on my shoulders that I don't find very enjoyable and I really love being in the studio and making everything and um I get really excited about doing all of the visual stuff to it and I get really hyped up about putting it out and then there's and I'm not even talking about like How much your music sells or success or those sorts of like measures of success. I don't even mean those things. I just mean like the weird level of scrutiny that I'm like, this is not enjoyable. I don't want to feel like I'm constantly having to play defense about something that I'm actually like was really positive and enjoyable for me that now kind of is not usually after i put it out and i don't really i just don't want to like continue that cycle of things it's not serving me
1: yeah it goes from healing to triggering to a certain degree
0: yeah exactly and that's the reason why i feel like i don't want to dive into those sorts of subjects with my personal life because i'm like i have my own traumas that i've experienced and healed from and i don't really like i don't really want to discuss them with strangers and have your opinion about them when uh, you know writing a song about it could never encompass all of the nuances of that and i'm i just don't want to talk about that with 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 randoms
2: random people yeah it's for family and a therapist yeah why do you think people still continue to hate on you no matter what you do
0: Mm, i don't know ask them i'm not here to (sighs) lay i i can't i'm not a reddit theory page you know what i mean i I could go so deep into the 101 different things it could be but you only they know
1: why did you stop singing on songs
0: oh, you know, I love singing, but I um, I just don't really feel confident singing live. And I think if you're going to make a song, you need to be able to, to perform it live. And it's just so, I just don't feel, I can sing, but I have to do a lot of takes <laughs> to get a good, I'll be honest with you. Because I'm not naturally a singer, but I can have fun and like carry a melody and stuff. But that takes me a lot of takes to get like the good ones out of those for hooks and stuff like that. And I can't really replicate that in a live scenario confidently. So for me, I prefer to stick to things that I know I can nail and that will sound like the song live. And so for that reason, I prefer to kind of like stay away from singing.
1: Respect. Because a lot of people would do it because they know it's something that they can quote unquote kind of do that other people cannot do.
0: Yeah, I can kind of sing a bit, but not live. I can't nail that. I'm not Ariana. You know, I can't like go on and like hit my note every time it that- takes me like eight times to get that right but by number um, eight it's awesome but it's f- killing it on eight <laughs> but i can't go on stage and be like just give me seven more tries <laughs> just, just seven more tries i'm gonna get this i've got it like, i don't i can't do it and so i just i just feel that it takes away from <laughs> the live show so <laughs> i have my like teams and a few other songs like that that i that i do still have but like i'm not f- singing those live no that's a dance break like and I, I don't feel confident especially when it takes me that many tries when I am sitting there with my breath caught sitting there in a studio ready to go with my tea yeah, every variable yeah.
1: is like, like <laughs> controlled. I have a
0: vocal coach like no 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 <laughs> you know like I don't have those things I don't have the perfect storm on stage I'm probably like 45 minutes in I've lost my breath i secretly want to vomit my pants have got a rip in them like i don't know the dance move whatever it is i probably just fell over if it's just sh- one of my shows and I, I it's not the environment that's gonna bring out some vocal f- performance i mean it would be memorable but not in the way that i'd want um so no so i tried to stay away from that
1: <laughs> have you have you taken time to look back on the new classic like have you realized what made that album so special and latch on to people the way it
0: did i don't know i've never really thought about that to be honest with you i don't know it's really? just, sometimes the stars just align i don't know well, I,
1: I mean i agree with that but also like I listened to the new classic and the mm. end of an era back-to-back to one oh, another. cool. Yeah, I thought it was a really cool experience, actually. That's
0: actually cool. I've never thought to do that.
1: There's commonalities between both projects in terms of sonics to a certain degree.
0: Well, yes, that's intentional.
1: Yeah, so it's intentional because you're starting something and then you're ending something. But EDM and, like, dance music kind of trickles into a lot of the stuff that you've done.
0: Yes, I love, I love to experiment with different sounds obviously
1: but, but the at the end of the era kind of leans pretty heavy on that edm sound r- yes. yes that's
0: intentional definitely
1: it, what's in te- why is it intentional
0: um because for me when i was making this album i kind of like broke it down into four sections for myself sonically which was me at 20 me at 24 me at 28 and then me like currently at 30 and that's how i focused on things um like from a sonic standpoint of the production that i was utilizing and um you know in my early 20s i wasn't signed yet and i was doing a lot of mixtapes trap gold being my favorite one of those and they they played around very heavily with electronic sounds um and i hadn't really fully gone back to the that type of experimentation again but that's always a project that i uh say that is my favorite because it had it was very like fearless in those ways that it played around so heavily with experimenting with things that you don't necessarily always see Mm. with rap music and so you know i tried to make the first quarter of my project really like um take a lot from trap gold sonically and then after that at 24 i put out the new classic and that was more pop leaning and had a lot of those bigger pop um singing hooks and so as you get into that section of my album that second quarter of it sonically is really like leaning on that inspiration from the new classic and then throughout the 28 portion of like the way I view my album that third quarter of it is a lot more of the heavy 808 drums and hip-hop elements um and it's a little bit darker um in that way that kind of reminds me a lot of 2017 uh, 18 19 you know I had survived the summer and I did um in my defense and they were very like heavy hip-hop records which i think for me was like kind of my rebuttal to a lot of people saying like you're a pop, pop rapper you're not a real rapper and so i think for that reason maybe consciously maybe subconsciously i wanted to like lean in and be like no i'm doing all these really heavy drum like open rap i can't rap you know um so it like really gets into that and then the last kind of portion of the last three songs on that uh, i think it's like sex on the beach day three miami and uh, good, good times, times with bad people is kind of just like where i feel i'm at now within my sound not necessarily not really referencing anything from the past but just kind of being present in what i'm where i'm at uh now with like my sound and what i'm making so it was like kind of just like a retrospective sonic things um kind of like a journey through my 20s but so if the
1: three are where the last three are where you're at today but that's not necessarily where you're going to be at next because you don't know where you're going to be in a couple years when you choose to make music again if you choose to do it yeah exactly so how does this project even (laughs) begin like, how do you, like, you obviously know you want it to be the last one. Yes. So do you go back and soak in everything you've done? or Yeah, I mean,
0: I, I do every project, to be honest with you. <laughs> I really do <laughs> at the start of every project. But that doesn't mean I necessarily draw reference from it. Understood. Um, But this was to intentionally, obviously, draw reference. And so is the music videos. And the, even my album cover, you know, is a nod to my first tour, which was <laughs> Hotel Iggy. And it was very Scarface, Miami Vice themed. And so so is this tour I'm about to do with. Pitbull, the um, feel-good tour, my whole set for that is basically based on Grand Theft Auto Miami. (laughs) So it's really cool. Um, But yeah, it all like has that element of like, it's Miami Vice, it's bright, it's colorful, it's a little bit trashy, and the people are dying. And it's (laughs) awesome. (laughs) Because Scarface, everyone dies. You know, Grand Theft Auto, everyone's dying. So... (laughs) i love a good death it's fair i love a bit of drama in my music and visuals i think people know that now if if i'm doing a it's probably gonna have a car or a dead body like you know i go back to that a lot
1: i also feel like you (laughs) you've manifested some in your lyrics like listening back to the new classic impossible is nothing is like is that not how you've kind of you you proceed to live a few years of your life after that
0: yeah i think so
1: i mean what an amazing just the, the title alone
0: yes I mean, I definitely spoke a lot of things into fruition on that album. For are, sure.
1: you, are you doing that in this album at all?
0: No, because it's a retrospect. So it's so not, it's not about, about the future. It's talking, talking about, about the past. <laughs> Does that yeah. hurt you
1: to a certain degree that you're in a place where you're making music that is reflective of what you've done as opposed to where you're at and where you're going?
0: Uh, no, because I just think that it's my, my fans, like I mentioned before, they're so much younger than me that for me to be talking about this is me or my child or whatever the hell like I don't know that there's much that they could take from that that they Mm -hmm. could feel connected to and I think that it's more fun and interesting to talk about like you know even something like um shut up like I'm just talking about a night that I did drugs with my friends and went out on South Beach and got in a fight with a girl like (laughs) that's something that you might do in your (laughs) 20s you know and it's like If I can give a perspective on it, whether it be slightly comedic or whether it's something like Day 3 Miami, which is kind of like I actually made that song directly after Shut Up, even though it's not that way on the album, where it's like, okay, I've been here. I've been, like, partying for a few days, and now I'm just realizing that this is just, like, I'm over this. It's a mess. Ugh, I hate the guys we've been talking to. I don't even know if I like my own friends, really. Like, I've got to get my together like just even things like that in retrospect um writing about them is so funny to me from a different perspective of of when you're younger and going through them and i think that like for me it was more interesting and fun to talk about those things and know that like these are a lot of the things that my fans are doing now that i can offer a a more grown-up but funny perspective on i don't know that like a twenty-one-year-old, like gay kid, needs wants to hear about me feeding my baby at two a.m. Like I don't know <laughs> that that guy really cares about that, and it's like, and there are not to say that there aren't people that would, but I just think that it's my job in a way to find ways to connect with the people mm-hmm. that are interested in me, um, from a fan perspective, and it's my job to figure out like what are the pieces of me and. What are the pieces of you that we both have in common? And it's like, well, I want to discuss these things because I never really talked about a lot of these stories, or I, you know, and I think actually I see you guys on Twitter all the time having these kinds of experiences. And I'm like, oh, I remember doing that when I was that age. Actually, I want to talk about it. I want to write a song about it. That's more interesting to me. And I, honestly don't naturally feel like I want to write a song about my baby's oh. growing up or whatever. Like, I don't really feel that I want to make a song about that. And I feel almost like there's this forced pressure that's like, well, you did that now and you're over 30, so you have to make music about that. And it's like, well, I don't want to. So how about that? But I don't want to because I feel that it's boring and I don't care.
1: Does I a, don't want to write about that. Does a part of you wish that you were writing about these things but they are all happening to you in real time as opposed to being no because who
0: wants more than a decade of that not me (laughs) oh man i'm good i just want to sit in my pool in my house that i own and have a glass of wine and make some cook some dinner for my friends like that's my night and having fun now i don't want to lose my shoes walking down the street and my shirt smells like vomit and i'm like what with my friends like I actually did that a thousand times and it was super fun I did it I'm good I there's a problem in life if you still want to do that after doing it for a decade like yeah. some people they don't get to live in their 20s and they have that moment in their 30s or whatever so I'm not going to put an age limit on when it's not okay but I think everybody should have that like wild crazy adventure for a few years and then you're mm-hmm. kind of supposed to like uh, evolve away- out of it which I have. I'm like, I don't really... I don't want to do that eternally. I'm good.
1: Is there anyone for you to maybe write music about your kid, but it's just for you?
0: No. (laughs) (laughs) Not right now. Um, But I'll still write. I mean, I have like a ghost name that's registered and stuff. So I still plan on writing and I write I can write a very I can write well for like R and B or pop yeah. music just as good as I can write a rap. I can't can I sing it? No. Um but like I'll write stuff like that with other references and then I'll let the reference singers go in and do it. I mean like Sex on the Beach with Sophia Scott, I wrote that with her. All of those melodies and stuff like that I have a heavy hand in writing so I feel confident about doing that kind of thing and probably still will do that kind of thing but just not with my name attached to it because I have such a large fan base that I think to see my name on a record that I didn't that I wrote on but i am not a part of um it's weird and I well, fans will be like oh like so you're stealing her song or like it just gets weird and it's like uh I think it would be better for me to keep my name off this so I did go to the trouble to make a alternate writing name in the last, like, four months, and I'll definitely continue doing that. I know too many producers and people to just stop writing, but mm. I think that my I can... It's also very, like, freeing to write from a name that's not yours because I can say so many different things. Well, you are living a life no... that
1: deserves to be documented, right? Like, you are yeah. making memories and doing sure. things that...
0: Well, I'm not like magically going out of the private eye. I'm public eye or anything. I still have my other projects and things that I'm doing. I just don't feel right now that I want to write another album. I can write on other people's albums um, for sure. Like I want to hear what somebody else is going through in the studio mm-hmm. and what's happening with their boyfriend or whatever the f- and I want to write a song with them about it. Like that's what I feel like doing right now.
1: Is this the hardest album to create and then release? Because you are branding it as the end of the last era? one
0: um no <laughs> whatever some people will probably feel disappointed some people will love it and it was kind of i don't know i don't know i don't ever really put pressure on anything kind an abnormal way like that i'm just like i'm um, if i want to if i'm not happy with it i'll go back and make another one but i am so
1: that's it because you really are in control yeah how do you know it was finished
0: I just knew that it was finished. I worked on it. I started working on it January 2000 and uh, it's 2020. January 2020 I started and then I finished it, um, I want to say, like, May. The end of May was my last session.
1: What was the last song you did for it?
0: Good Times with Bad People. Good times with bad people. Yeah, that was the last song I wrote
2: on it. Is it hard to get yourself in the mindset to write a song like Emo Club Anthem when you're not out there loving drugs in the club right now?
0: No, because that has a little current inspiration to me. Um, Not necessarily about being in the club, but I think that like when you you know we're always disappointed by people and sometimes like when I wrote that song um I was like going through a lot of currently too and I was like man you know what I don't even want to like talk about what I'm going through today I don't even want to get in the studio and tell you all about what I had to deal with today before I got here because i just want to have like a good time and drink some wine and i don't even want to talk about it and that's kind of how that song came about i was like this kind of reminds me of like when you're in the club when you're younger and you're actually having a terrible time um but you're having the best time because you're probably really drunk on drugs and you're just like i don't want to think about it i'm having fun with my friends but it's such a almost like forced fun and you're just like i don't care but i do (laughs) um it's like that weird <laughs> juxtaposition that I think is really interesting. And so I just felt like I'd had such a day that day that I was like, I really have so I want to write a sad song, but I refuse to write a sad song. I will write a happy song. But it's the most like passive aggressive fun song of all time. So that's what, it that's what emo club anthem is.
2: Well, you did point out like there are no sad songs on the album. Mm-hmm. Is that no. done purposely?
0: I mean, there are, but there are like day three Miami isn't the best isn't the nicest topic when you really listen to it? It's just like packaged up and fun. Um, and same with like, yeah, emo club anthem isn't like the funnest topic when you really listen to it, but it's very packaged up and fun. Like, but also, uh, good
1: times with bad people. New Year's
0: really- Eve. I don't know if you heard the deluxe. That song no, is like a. It's a this song called New Year's Eve, which is basically like you know you remind me of New Year's Eve because it's supposed to be this thing that you work up in your head to be so much fun, but actually is just such a f- disappointment every time. Um, every time, it just never lives up to expectations and you're that person. You are the personification of New Year's Eve. It seems like a compliment, but it's really f***ing not. Like,
1: who, um, who are you thinking about, though, when you're writing that? Are you thinking about a person? Or are you thinking about a collection of people?
0: A collection of people, really, when I write songs nowadays. I don't just, like, focus on one particular experience. I think, like, when you have had a lot of experiences, because you're a little bit older, it's funner to write songs because you can draw from, like, no, you're like, I got four different scenarios of that.
1: D-. You know. <laughs> yeah. You draw from whatever's the yeah, most relevant. I'm like,
0: I'm just making, like, the mega villain. <laughs> like, <laughs> when I'm constructing songs. It's fun, though.
1: But actually, like, because you have so much in your, like, mental archive of memories. i
0: such a wide repertoire of bull- I cannot draw on. Yeah.
1: So, good times with bad people. Yeah. I. I by the way, like hit me because it is a realization like you have party friends that aren't really your friends yes you're having a great time (laughs) but they terrible individuals terrible
0: and that's the song (laughs) yes exactly a lot of that a lot of that a lot of that yeah it's just basically like look this seems good while we're hanging out but in reality when i wake up the next day i hate these people they suck yeah that guy sucks and this is and I don't think I can give you what you're looking for. You know, like, I think you need something that I can't provide for you or that you can't provide for me. And that's, like, essentially that song in a nutshell.
1: Is that a realization that you're spent having good times with bad people?
0: Uh, in the song?
1: Yeah, or, like, I mean, well, obviously it's... You're looking back at events of you being with bad people. Yes. But yeah. having a good time. Yeah. But I think it was, at, like... You have to realize eventually that, like, this is the wrong thing you're doing.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't think I have though, now, especially now that I have a kid, it's like I'm not really having good times with bad people. I think in the moment, it you know, you're doing it a lot yeah. of the time. I don't know about for you guys, but for yes. me, I know these people are, yeah, but, I you, know but you, choose, you choose to see I for would a good do time. so much when I was younger and just be like, I'm doing it for. For the story, for the story, for the story, for the fun, for the adventure. (laughs) And it's like, mm, I mean, you tell yourself that, but then in retrospect, you're like, was it that or was it that I didn't want to be lonely at home that night? Was it that I didn't want to be with my own thoughts that night? Was it that I was bored? Was it, you know what I mean? Was I looking for something else in this? Did they provide something else for me more than just a story? Like I was telling myself, like, what was I the bad person in this scenario sometimes? Was I the person maybe that was being toxic at the time? Like... Um, so I, I think like, you know it when you're doing it, but then really in retrospect or as you get older or you understand your behavior more, you're like, mm, you thought that you even knew why you were doing it then, but it's actually even deeper than you were even really f- knew.
1: That's like what I'm trying to get at here is like, you're learning new things about yourself from making this album because you're going back in time and re-dissecting things you've already lived.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. And that was super fun. Like I really, honestly, I enjoyed this so much, this whole process. This album was a lot of fun. It was fun to, like, unpack all my favorite music videos even or just songs that I love so much and to really look at them and say, why did I enjoy this? Why do I like this song? Is it the transition? Is it the drums? Is it what I was saying? Is it that it's experimental? Like, I just liked going, mulling through everything and... As well, just being with people in the studio that I was working with the entire time, like, you know, what about this jumps out to you? Because those guys weren't there when I made that stuff. So it's cool having that perspective, too.
1: That is cool to sit down with people and listen to your old stuff and be like, like, what
0: about this jumps out to you? You Yeah, yeah. What stands out? You weren't a fan or listening or whatever at that time. So what do you think about does this... Or if it's not special to you, but it's special to me, why is it special to me? What is it about it that I like so much?
1: You know, as I listen back to the new classic, I really, one, realize how ahead of your time you were. Oh, thank you. And two, the album's so good and it's filled with so many hits.
0: It does have a lot of hits. I mean, (laughs) anything
1: after that is, it's
0: hard. Of course. That's it's, why they call it the sophomore slump. It's hard to a, follow up something that like it.
1: good. It's <laughs> a blessing and a curse.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: But you, I mean, even in the verbiage and the words you were using, mm-hmm. like just about hanging out and the way you talked about friendships and, I mean, words that we use today in excess. But, yeah. But weren't being used in 2014.
0: Yeah, I mean... I don't know. I haven't dissected it that hard. But.
1: <laughs> I, I, it had been so long since I had heard it that I like. It sounded like it could have come out that morning.
0: Oh, thank you. That's it, nice. Timeless. Thank you. Really. Thank you. Uh, Though it was the new classic, so it, that's what I really was hoping that it would stand a test of time and not age like. Sh- so thank you. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> you set a bar. <laughs> And you set I was bar- trying to set
0: a bar for myself, and I did it better than I ever thought I could. <laughs> I could never follow it up again. But also, um, you
1: set a bar for everybody else, and oh, I think thank that you. should be understood too. Is like, dude, your flow, like to your point of like when your name is on a, a record, people expect your flow. They know well, you. your tone. They know a way a verse comes out. I mean, yeah, there's a big expectation
2: when.
0: Yeah, it's I mean, I think that I I think I'm a pretty good uh, writer. So, there, thank you.
2: Did, did all the verses on this new album come easy to you? Was there anything that was difficult?
0: No, honestly, there was nothing that was difficult on this one. Um, I had a lot of fun. I drank a lot of wine making this. And, like, I like to write my verses on whiteboard. And, um, why? Uh, I don't know. I just like having it on, I like to have a whiteboard on my lap. Okay. Um, like, I like to be in a computer chair that has, uh, what is it called? Armrests oh, so oh, that so I can put the, I like to put the board right. on the armrests and like one that's about the size of a flat screen TV. I, I like to put it on the armrest so I can just lean on it and I write on it and I scribble on it and I write on my verses that way and um and that way
1: makes it into the booth?
0: Yeah, I think it's fun to do it that way because I can discuss it with like My vocal engineer and then my whoever's producing usually on that album was always AJ who would produce a song or if he wasn't producing it, he still would record me as the engineer. So he was someone that was there every day for that. And um, I don't know. I just I feel like when you're I don't write on paper, like on a notepad nowadays, you would write on your phone. But there's something about that that feels like less communal to me in terms of sharing ideas and i like writing out ideas and as i'm writing them everyone's seeing like yeah. what i'm writing and having opinions about those things like for, when i start a song it's not like that i write a line i'll talk about we'll write out like i'm i'm gonna write a song about this and i'll talk about my talking points that i whatever i'm feeling about it and like be like what about this resonant like of these seven things i'm saying what resonates with You guys, this thing and this thing, and you know, then I might have three or four bars. I like to just write and keep going, erasing, writing, erasing, writing, and have you always worked that way? No, I haven't always worked that way. I really started working that way on in my defense, and it just I really love to write that way. It's so fun to me. A lot of writers come in sometimes and will see that I do it that way. And they're like, oh, wow, I've never seen someone write it that way. That's fun. That's cool. That works. How it's did like, you yeah. do it? I like that other people can come and write something that they want on their board yeah. for me to see. or uh, But we'll see. You know, how did they work?
1: How did you do it before the whiteboard?
0: Um, before the whiteboard, it would be on my phone. Got it. on my laptop and i would do that a lot too like writing on my notepad on my laptop and then showing someone and then maybe they change something or we go back and forth sliding it across but i think that it's better for everyone to be able to see it i have so many pictures on my phone like after i'm done i'll just take a picture of the whiteboard that's cool and then just go in and read my picture uh. on my phone you know what i mean um it's annoying having to write the lyrics after the fact cause i'm like i've got to go through all these whiteboard pictures <laughs> <laughs> Do you but it's o- lots of fun
1: Do you only write to production Or will you ever come up with a line And then build from that
0: mm, Sometimes I might like Wake up from having a dream Or something And I thought of like Some weird line Or some weird perspective About a song um, And I'll be like I'll write it down As an idea of a topic And I might come in And say like I've got a song That I want to make about Whatever the f- it is This thing Let's expand on it But I don't just No I don't write a whole song To no music If I did that It'd probably be a poem <laughs> <laughs> You yeah. know
2: when you're writing out the timeline of the stories throughout this album, did you figure that all out before the album started? Or as the album was going on, were you like, oh, I need to fill this in or I, this story needs to be here or when I was this old? That
0: was something that happened a little bit later on. Yeah, we just kind of like went for it um, and knew that we wanted to kind of be all encompassing and touching all those things. And we might be doing like super crazy EDM music for like two weeks and then we'd be like we have so many of these i think we can move on and let's focus more on having more 808 heavy sound or something um and then kind of towards the end of the project we really looked at what we thought we were keeping and saw some of the gaps um like good times with bad people was one of those places where there was a gap on that where i was like i need to make something that feels more current um sonically with where i'm at and then also maybe more of a grown-up perspective of that, like towards the beginning of the album you're talking about shut the up f- all those sorts of songs um emo club anthem where they're not like that evolved and they're thinking of like i'm just gonna do drugs yes f- i'm having fun it's like no you're not um whereas good times with bad people being more at the end is like a more evolved uh comment commentary yeah. of like probably the person at the beginning of this album making emo club anthem doesn't realize they're having good times with bad people so much <laughs> but the person at the end does you realize it yeah so it's cool
1: What do you learn about yourself, if anything, from making this?
0: Uh, Honestly, I don't know. It was just a happy journey. I think, like, making this album really, like, reminded me of how much I have done. Um, And I don't even mean, like, for other people or for fans or, like, for hip-hop. I don't even mean that. I just mean, like, how much I've done in terms of my own creativity and how much I really have experimented or how many sounds I've really played around with or how much life I've lived, how many different lives. I feel like I've lived nine lives. And I'm only just in my early 30s. So it's like it was cool to see, to go back through throughout that sonically, artistically, visually, just me as a person looking back and being like, wow, I really have grown a lot. I really have played around with a lot. I really have touched on – I really have never been scared to – experiment and try those things and i felt i'm like "Mm, i should be happy with myself i did a lot this is pretty cool
1: you did you've done an exceptional amount like like it's it's wild so the fact that you can go back and listen to all these bodies of work and hear your life in them yeah again like this last album end of an era is a retrospective Mm -hmm. so we're not hearing current life
2: no well i mean sex on the beach um, you did mention your son once, but it was just about like dressing him in designer clothes,
0: yeah, I'm not like I said, no, i'm a, I'm just like, mm, stranger, not your business. Um, no. <laughs> so like having a baby
1: really doesn't change the way you make music outside of being more private,
0: yeah. I mean, I was already that private. <laughs> yeah, you were being if Mr uh, yeah, I think so. I think I bet that met but, like I said, maybe in four or five years when I have had more time having a kid maybe there's more that I perspective that I feel I can offer on that like right now I don't feel there's something pressing that I have to share with the world about my epiphany about being motherhood or something I don't no
1: insane realization that you've had
0: no
2: (laughs) would you encourage your son to get into the entertainment industry if you wanted to
0: people ask me this often and like here's the thing I think the entertainment industry is dark as hell and it's scary and people take advantage of creative people all the time and chew you up and spit you out but i would never discourage my son from anything that he was really passionate about although he had real genuine talent um and so if he ended up being talented as a musician and that's what he wanted to do then of course i would have to help him as much as i could and Offer my advice. Same with his father, really, you know. But it's just like, and I think he shares the same sentiment with me about that. That's like, if he wants to f- be a landscaper, he can do that. If he wants to be a athlete, he can do that. If you want, whatever it is, if he if he like, likes biology, he can wants to be an engineer. Anything like, I'm gonna one hundred thousand percent support whatever it is that my son likes to do, even if it's something that I'm like, ooh, that's a little scary. Like, you know, I can't let my experience or my like trauma or taintedness within that like um bias make him not be able to have an experience at all because it's his life to live i just have to be my job is to be supportive of him and to like build his self-esteem and help him do whatever it is he wants to do really so there is no off-limit job that he cannot have
1: totally and and by the way that's the role of a mom and at the same time like The industry could be dark, but it's also given you so much.
0: Of course, it has. I mean, my life is amazing. Like, (laughs) no (laughs) complaints about it. It is, don't mark my words. It's amazing. Um, It's the, it really is. So, uh, there are no complaints, but it is like, I think it's, uh, there's a lot of like uh, things you have to overcome mentally with any kind of high pressure job, though, not just, music it's music at this level is a lot of pressure for anyone sports at that level is a lot running a company at that level is a lot so it's just like i think in success comes a weight of responsibility that you have to carry and for me i feel that way or jaded or i'm saying this about the music industry because that's what my profession is or i'm one of the best at my profession but if i ran the walgreens you know what i mean regional location of all those stores i'm sure i would feel that that same pressure in a different way so it's like for that reason i don't want to say like you can't do that it's like you can do whatever you want it's been great says with great success comes great responsibility
1: amen peach body is that describing you
0: um i guess hot sexy (laughs) i'm a hot sexy. so yes (laughs) there are the hot sexy in this world too It's for you too.
1: Thank you so much.
0: You're welcome. I think I
1: have a peach body.
2: Well, I did want to. Speaking of bodies, why is it important for you to open up about what you've done? Because in Brazil, you said pay for this body, and none of it's cheap.
0: I mean, I've never not talked about my plastic surgery. I'm on the cover of Cosmopolitan talking about my nose job. Like, I've always talked about that.
1: But we don't want to share, right?
0: I mean, I don't. I'll give you a little one liner here and there. Don't ask. Name of my surgeon, you're not gonna f- get it. <laughs> Do your own f- research,
2: but <laughs>
0: <laughs> your nose might not look like my nose after that. But it's true, you know. I don't, you don't, I didn't magically sprout tits at 25, you know. <laughs> like, I think we all know what's going on here. Um, so yeah, I'll touch on it for a little hee hee. But <laughs> other than that, my f- business. Basically,
2: <laughs> Basically. Well, now I feel bad asking about the one liners.
0: Oh, no, no, ask away about the one liners, but there's not much more to them other than that. Like, I like to have a little joke about plastic surgery in my real life, too. And, um, and so, yeah, f- I'll put it in my music as well. There's a lot of funny things to say about that. So <laughs> why
2: not? What else you got over there? Oh, that was uh, not that's, that's the only one liner you have ready to go. No, I've already talked about some other one liners. <laughs>
0: It's yes, amazing. my son wears designer clothing and I have fake boobs. <laughs> well, because,
2: <laughs> because when you slip – because I listened to the album and I was like, okay, she, she is very private. You can tell you're not putting a lot of your personal life in it. So when I do hear some of these lines, I'm like, oh, that one stuck out because she's talking about it. That's funny.
1: When you are so vividly explaining your life, it's obvious. You know what I mean? Like in the new classic, like it is that. Like, dude, love, goddess, like – jesus i mean even in my defense like that was ripped from reality to a certain degree right
0: yeah it was it was one hundred. i mean so is this whole album
1: different but from a different vantage point
0: yeah from a different vantage point exactly
1: and that is why the end of the uh, the end of an era is pretty unique 14 songs on the not deluxe what are we doing on the deluxe 16 17 i
0: think it's 16 or 17 that's one song that I'm like, I don't know if you're going to see the light of day. Well,
1: um, listen mm-hmm. to the end of an era. We're going to put a link in the, in the description below. Yes. Um, uh, We we touched on Emo Club Anthem. I had that on my list. Pillow yeah. Fight.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, did you actually have a pillow fight?
0: No, or Pillow Fight is like not. Sex. That's more so like I think Sirens or Pillow Fight those, oh, really Brazil Oh my god. Did you <laughs> see what I deal with? <laughs> Is it a friend? No, I wish it was. It's not. Uh, a lover? No. I don't have a lover. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I is, really do. Is that healthy? I think so. It's better than having anyone. I yeah, I mean, <laughs> hey man. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, I think so. Yeah, having none. I mean, if they're none of them seem wor- worthwhile, then yeah, having none seems healthy. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: think uh, I've just been alone my entire life. Be like, so
0: I must have a lover, so <laughs> you do.
1: Well, by the way, some people are like that, though. Some people are, are desperately in need of a relationship. And good just times that- bad people. <laughs>
0: See? It's, I'm good. I'm good. You learn. I can't do those. I'm like, that again, yeah, that's something you might do when you're a bit younger. I'm like, I have a child, so what would be the point in me wasting my time? People that I just know it's not going anywhere fast with, or that are kind of terrible people. It's just like, for what? I'm not going to do that nowadays.
1: When you can give your time and energy to the human being that you created. Yeah, I have
0: a whole son that I spend my time with, that I'm with, who wakes up in the middle of the night that I want to be there to put down. I don't want to go and waste my night with some guy I don't give a about, really. So I'm good on that.
1: The End of an Era is an album you need to listen to. There's a link in the description below to listen to it. Um, But... Would you say instead of a period there's like more of like a dot 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 at the end of this or we are we sticking
0: to period it's kind of also a period Uh, yeah like at first i was like maybe i won't even say that i'm not going to make an album but then i just felt like that's kind of mean to leave my fans like thinking that there's some other album coming in a year or two when i really don't think that there is so maybe i should just be transparent about the fact that i kind of have i have no intention Of recording another album um and everyone's like but you love making music and it's like i know and i will still make music just for other people um but i just yeah a lot would have to like magically change about myself for me to want to go back and make another album
1: so what's on the agenda moving forward music for other people
0: yeah i'm gonna write music for other people i have a makeup line that's in every altar and like every store across the entire universe it's on mars it's everywhere called totally plastic and i have like more capsule collections that come out that will be with alter and stuff too that i'm already working on for next year i have my perfume company that is going to be in stores too so i have to work on those things and there's a lot of work it's a lot of work especially like with me because i'm so meticulous and i am such a micromanager control freak um I just don't know i just worry i refuse to delegate that's the problem i refuse to um it takes up so much time like my makeup collection i've been working on for a year and a half and it's like i i don't go to bed most nights until about like 4 a.m and then i wake up at like eight o'clock in the morning i have no time to sleep because i will be working on perfume makeup and my album as well as the fact that I do all my music videos, I do all the creative concepts, I sit in on every edit, I sit in on every color, I sit in on every beauty note that goes off to editors, I sit there while they design every logo, I sit there with next to somebody on a computer while we do my merchandising, I do every single element of it, so it's like there is no delegating those things or time constraints to other people, um and the, i'd only have so much time in the day and i only have so much time in the day as well to then delegate and give to my son mm. who has to have the most time because he deserves it obviously and i love him and that's who i want to give the most of my time to. but i'm like i really don't have the time to raise a child and have three other projects ongoing all the time people will be like well a bit other people do it's like but other people maybe they pref- are better at delegating or they prefer to or i i don't or don't have it- a kid Yeah I just I like to I need to be that involved in something for me to be happy to put it out with my name on it and these things are always conceptualized like with my own ideas and I like to see my own ideas through I don't really like to hand them off to somebody else and say okay go on it's a relay run across the finish line like no I refuse to pass it to somebody else I like to be there for every element of it and so things like the makeup collection you know there are so many different components talking to vendors and China figuring out injection molding sampling them you're involved in all of this yes price pointing them figuring out the (laughs) crazy ass way that it's like the zippers made here and then the bags here and you've got to get it from here to here on this timeline and this that and the third and you can only put four gel colors in this but how's it floating and the pans breaking and blah 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 blah. it's like there are so many components to the oh my god it would do you like you just don't sleep i have felt like i haven't slept for a year and a half um but and you've b-
1: been like this for a while since as long as i've known you
0: yeah yeah exactly and it's like um tiring <laughs> but fun but like i can't be that overworked for that prolonged amount of time because i find myself to be like Mentally exhausted, honestly, that sometimes I'm just like, I can't even think because I have so many things that I have to do and I, you know, someone will call me and be like, just like the other day, they're like, you are going to do the cover of this magazine. So think of the creative concept for what the photo shoot's going to be. And it's like, okay, well, give me five seconds because I have to do this, 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 this. I have to get all of my deliverables for my altar banners done and I've got to make sure that I have the... PR bucks and this and that and the third with makeup but then I'm also trying to shoot my album cover and conceptualize that and figure out the location and the permits for it while I'm also trying to figure out color correcting a video for the cosmetic launch that needs to get done but also i have to go to rocco's that night to promote (laughs) i am the strip club but then also the next morning i've got to be up at 7 a.m because my son wakes up and we have to do stuff and i'm there doing a swimming lesson for him or whatever it is that we're doing and it's just like there are so many elements of it that's like when in that do i have time to be creative because being creative for me at least i don't feel that i can do that when i'm overwhelmed with a million other things that i need to answer to and um So it's just, like, I need to have a little bit more time to do nothing, to be to, but the nothing is being creative. Well, that's
1: what I was going to say. Like, do you think you'll be able to write more, better songs and create art that is, I mean, I don't know, more in tune with you or more in tune with somebody else when you have less going on and less noise coming in and out?
0: Oh, yeah, 100,000%. And, like, for me, what I found so enjoyable, like, with the makeup line, um... It's just that, like, there are so many elements to that that are similar to what I do in music. Like, I do so many visual things in my music, and it's undeniable because everything is cohesive for years. And it's like, I think I'm very good at color theory or understanding those sorts of things that lend themselves to makeup. Um, I think I'm very good at packaging and merchandising things. Because I know that. People will show me, like, if I only hear music, what's it's good to their packaging? And it's like, well... Yeah, but it's all together. Like, the aesthetic brought you to the music. Yeah, exactly. Like- I think I'm very good at those things, though, and they do lend themselves to- yeah. particularly to any kind of prod- product merchandising that you're doing, particularly makeup. is color-based, so I think that it was good and fun to do that, and I think that, like, there's a certain degree of, like, transformational purpo- quality of makeup or ridiculousness that comes with that that I love, and um I love having a big theme i think everybody knows that about me i like to take from music or movies into music or i love the big escapism i love all that so like it's been fun to bring those elements to to um to makeup or to something else and i'm like wow this is like a lot of the same thing packaged up differently and this is really fun to me because i can only I am only me in music obviously i'm only talking about my experiences in music there's only certain parts of my personality necessarily that people really are interested to see when it comes to music like you don't want to know my perspective about everything let's be real like you want to hear my perspective on certain topics and not on others so that in a way can be a bit limiting when i've been releasing music since 2011 and being and had a fan base going and the rest of it so it's like that's where I'm a I'm a decade into that um and uh, that's a long time and I really feel that I've like mastered a lot of those elements but like for me it's funner to it's been more fun to learn to master some new, new elements stuff. or new things or be able to have themes that maybe would make no sense for music that I couldn't necessarily, like, implement. But it's like, well, I can do this idea is cool because now I can do this within, like, making a capsule collection or whatever else it is. It's been really with the perfume, too. Like, that's been enjoyable and fun to me to not be as limited in, like, the concepts because I can only make visuals that go with my music. On So I can only make thematic things that lend themselves to whatever the song thematically is. It's been cool to just be like, the world's your oyster, what the f- is the theme make the collection around it do whatever you want that's fun
1: what fulfills you though like what part of this whole thing actually at the end of the day like makes you feel whole
0: uh just being able to create anything i just find the idea that the the having a a concept and then bringing that to life and all the things that you do do that are part of it no one ever knows like it is such a big feat to think of something and then actually do the something people have million dollar ideas all day long but they don't ever get to actually see them to fruition (laughs) so for me like the thing that i feel passionate about whether it's music whether it is makeup whether it's a hat that i'm making on my store whatever it is like i like making an idea and making the idea happen that to me is what is fulfilling
2: and that's what i feel passionate about is it a relief having this album out finally knowing that music's one less thing you have to worry about like once the tour is over
0: um in a way, yes, I feel I do feel kind of like a weight off my shoulders in a way, but I think that I feel that every time I put a project out, like a yeah, it, but every because time you put there's a- so much stuff to do. And then when it's finally done, you're like, <gasps> you can
2: breathe. <gasps> but every I time, can breathe. But every time you put a project out, you kind of know in the back of your head there's another one that's going to have to come. Like this one is I might be done. Like this is it. Yeah, I mean, there's a good it's a good feeling
0: to know I don't owe anybody. There's not some <laughs> I mean, I never really felt like that so much with Empire because it's just the distribution deal, so there's not that like much pressure with it the way that it is with major labels. But still, I just like knowing that there's one less person for me to have to answer to. That's fun. I enjoy that.
1: With all this reflection, is there a song you put out that you wish you didn't? Mm -hmm. You can be honest. Could be a feature. Could be yours.
0: The only song I kind of hate is this song Bounce. But that's not because I said something terrible in it or anything. It's just that it's a terrible song. And I never really liked that song, even when I did it. I never wrote that song for myself. It was written for somebody else. Um, and I had referenced it and it hadn't gone to the person yet. And then one day we were in a Spotify, not a Spotify, we were in a YouTube uh What's the thing called when they're like it's new people and they shine like a spotlight on them? Uh, New artist spotlight. New artist spotlight. Some type of thing for that. I forget what that's called. But um, they were considering giving me their like new artist spotlight, where they you get to do like some renditions of your songs live or get some mini music videos made. They kind of give you like some Uh, little funding and a booster on the platform. Vivo. That's what it was. Um, Vivo lift. Yes, Vivo lift. so i was trying to be the vivo lift campaign for that month and they were thinking about it and they were like well what is your music that you've got new music and i had only just started working on the new classic and i didn't really have anything to show them on the spot so my manager had played them this um reference i'd done for someone else in mind but they had my voice and I'm like well she has this thing and they're like oh this song's so pop and it's so cool. If she finished this song and this was the thing, like, we would give her the Vivo Lift campaign. So she kind of came back from that meeting. My manager and was like, this is your f***ing song now. <laughs> you better do a f- second burst because that's how I just secured you the Vivo Lift campaign. And I was like, oh, f- all right. You know, I never really had this in mind for myself. Who did you um, have in mind? I can't say who I had it in, who was in mind for it. Um, but it was somebody popular.
1: Um, did the song ever get to them?
0: No, because it had to be mine nice, for the lift yeah. campaign.
1: So they'll never know if that could have been a hit for them.
0: They knew they were supposed to kind of do it, but it just sort of went off and uh, didn't happen. Um, sorry, but wow. we ended up doing another different song, so it worked out anyway. It worked out together. We did a better song together, and it was a hit, so it's fine. Um, but uh, Rita Ora? I'm never going to say, Zach, I'm never going to play this game with you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> But that's how I ended up with a song that I never really felt was for me because the intention never was for it to be Yours. for me. Yeah, so I always have felt funny sitting with that song. It's always felt a little bit funny for me because I never felt like... It always felt like this was never my... This wasn't my song. You didn't I do not make it like, for you. It's not f- me. It's weird, but at the same time, I don't hate it because I do think getting that Vivo Live campaign was a pivotal mo- mm. moment for me in helping me to break out and helping more people to discover me. So... It, if it was doing that song or writing that second verse to that song that i do think was very pivotal uh, pivotal um you know that's the tra- that's the trade off that trade off was well worth it but that's the one song i would kind of delete because i just don't feel that it was ever for me
1: is there a song that had the most impact that like it, when you look back you're like this one changed my life and everything was different after this
0: well of course you fancy? could go and say fancy but for me i really think it was work mm.
1: Okay. Actually, that's
0: the song I say for me. Is that song? For me, it's work. A lot of people why? say fancy. Like
1: why? For, why is the difference? What is it about work for you? Uh,
0: for me, works just the perfect song. Um, it's biographical. It's has a lot of lyricism. Um, it's got great cadences that are unexpected. It changes between hip-hop drums to full EDM break. But is it- um, it's got great transitions. I am a, If you don't know, I'm a whore for a transition, <laughs> if you can't tell. If you go back and listen to all my music, you'll know I'm a super slut for transitions.
1: Isn't that the magic? Like, w- There's many things that you do that's magic on a record, but I do think that there's something to that hip-hop EDM combination, and I yeah, think I it, it, it polarized people.
0: Yes, of course, of course. I, but that's what I love. I love to polarize, too. Well, because the freaking <laughs> verses
1: are so good and your flow's magnificent.
0: Yeah. I think for me that's why I love work so much. It has all of those elements and I just, I felt really accomplished making that song and um, I think that it got a lot of people's attention like, well, maybe she does have lyricism or maybe she can make a song that's catchy or maybe she is going to like push things um, to somewhere that's un- an unexpected place. Um and it's just over time i don't get tired of performing that song i love fancy it it changed my way more from a monetary standpoint or in other ways with fame but i think like work is a song that creatively pushed me forward and that i feel really like proud of um i don't necessarily feel proud of fancy from a purely like creative standpoint i get that if that makes sense like I'm proud of it because it changed my life and it was amazing, but I don't feel like... I don't look back at Fancy and think, like, I'm so proud of that. That was such a like amazing piece of work. Is it because <laughs> like, I think of that about work. Is it because it's so simple, Fancy? Um. Yeah, and just, like, I know that I don't think there's much lyricism in Fancy, um, but that's not the point of that song. That's it. Every song's point isn't to be lyrical or every song isn't to be biographical. I think... Fancy, what's great about Fancy is that it has an incredible amount of hooks packed into one song. And that was the point of that song. How many hooks can I get in one song? It's got like six if you really think about it. Is
1: that why it worked?
0: I think that's why it works. Yeah, it's just as many hooks as you can get in a song. And and that's what's awesome about it. But it wasn't groundbreaking in other ways. And its intention wasn't to be. But like I feel creatively still very proud of work. I would feel proud of work if I made it tomorrow if I made that song for the first time, I'd be like, whoa, pinnacle moment. This is amazing. I really like it.
1: Is there a feature you've done that you thought was challenging and transformative in a way? Because you wrote your own features. Yeah, of course. So, I mean, they all have to be challenging because you're working with a a wide set of personalities. Right. Everyone's different.
0: Right. I don't know. I've done so many random features. There are there's not one feature that I'm like, well, that's the one. The only one that maybe sticks out for me was problem with Ariana Grande and as much as I love Ari, I really do. The reason why that sticks out wasn't because of her, it was because of Max Martin. <laughs> because Max Martin is my, my top 3 songwriting heroes and I had like, you know, listened to his anything that he would write or have a production credit on, I would listen to and he was kind of like always this fantasy writer that I was like, Max Martin, if you could ever write a song as good as Max Martin, Max Martin, it's like the a lot Wizard of people, of Oz. he is the Wizard of Oz, and a lot of people that are in the right music or are interested in that would understand why I feel that way about him. And um, so like with Ariana and that song, the fact that I got to, that was the first time I got to go in and meet Max Martin and to be able to write a song in a room with him, I was it was a very pivotal moment for me where I was I, like, geez, holy like I've, talked about max martin for years and years and years as one of my songwriting heroes and now i'm sitting here and i'm writing a verse for max martin (laughs) this is amazing so like that was a really like pivotal pivotal moment in my career where i felt very um validated that i was a good writer because i was in a room with max martin and he wasn't helping me write something he was just like do this and i was like Okay, I've got to f- do this.
1: Did he give you any notes?
0: No. He. I just went in there and I said it, and he was like, "It's great." And that was. And I. He didn't. He liked it, and I was wanted to absolutely piss my pants about it. <laughs> I'll never forget. He gave it to me, um, and he let me put it on my phone. And he gave me some headphones, and he made me sat, sit on the patio. And I did it and ate my lunch and went back in and was like, mm. I was really nervous to record it because he didn't know what I had said it was a different usually when i do features i do them in my own recording environment and send them back i'd never like with max it was different because he's a big important person so it was like you will come in here and you will write you'll, you'll go to doheny yeah. probably right and yeah it was i so, know the
1: courtyard you ate
0: lunch in yeah I can it see was like you. okay so i'm on the spot here with this i don't have like five hours to sit around That's mulling it. around taking my time i have to go and do this like i'm hearing the beat i have to do this it was a lot more pressure it was a different way of writing and now he hasn't heard what my lyrics are i'm not like saying this song to him in the studio like what do you guys think which is still how i work now like i said with the whiteboard where i'm like ah what do you guys think collaboration da, 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 da. you like that yeah let's move on let's keep going i'm gonna keep running more off this you like that part okay ah, there's a little weak all right no we'll do this we'll do that what do you think haha <laughs> who's asking magnet ah! yeah that's hilarious you think so right yeah cool all right i'm keeping it like you know what i mean like but but this It's a lot more transactional in that way i don't write my verse and it's like and then i go in the booth and i'm like just saying it and you're like whoa that was amazing i didn't know she was gonna say that like (laughs) i don't write that way um so like to do that with max it was definitely different and scary to me because i always have this validation of that my idea or what I'm going to say is good or that it needs to be changed and I change it. So I'm always in the booth knowing that what I'm saying is what's staying. I And I know that the people in there listening to it have already validated me and said that, yes, this is worthy of recording. Mm-hmm. Whereas recording that verse with Max was like, is this worthy of recording? I don't know. I haven't asked Max. I'm just saying it. And he might be in there cringing, hating it or What's it gonna be? But he really liked it, um, so I was really pleased with myself that f- day. Let me tell you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> By the way, a verse probably heard billions and billions of times now.
0: Yeah, for sure, lots of times. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, those checks still clear. Yeah, great song. Yeah, <laughs> sure. <fucking> do <laughs> just ask my new swimming pool.
2: <laughs> they do. On, on what one question about the end of an era? Was there any thought like, okay, if this is my last album, I should get some massive features on there?
0: Yeah, of course I would have loved to have massive features, but people are fake as f- yeah.
2: <laughs> I, I feel like you said the same thing on this show before.
0: Yeah. true. Sure. People might like your pictures, but that doesn't mean they're going to send you a f verse. They're busy or they want to do the next song or they want to write with you in the studio or whatever the f*** it is. And I'm like, well my last one, so I guess you ain't going to be in the so night. It was fine. Thank you for tree. liking my pictures, though. I like yours, too. You're hot. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. I don't even feel any type of way about that. To be honest with you, like, yes, the industry is very fake. Yes, I do ask bigger artists to be on my songs. Yes, they're always sick or washing their hair that day. It's okay. I understand. I'm a controversial person to work with or whatever the may f- Maybe I'm bad for business. I don't know. But... The silver lining to that, I think, is that, like, it's forced me to go out and find talent that I believe in. And it's made me actually be able to create opportunity for other artists that are new. Then I've been able to give them the platform. Then it's like, yeah, it would be awesome to have, like, these massive artists on my album that would help me actually in this situation. But if I can't get help from someone else, that's okay. I can actually help somebody else by putting them on what is a massive platform for them. So I'm going to do that instead, and I'm going to work with people that I really believe should be heard and that I believe are talented and that I want to help out. So if I can't get help, that's okay. I can be help for somebody else, and that's cool too.
1: What a beautiful way to look at it.
0: It's the only way to look at it, I think.
1: And that leads me into my next question, which is, like, as we talk about this being the end of an era, how do you want people to remember you?
0: Well, I mean, I'm not dying. They're still going (laughs) to see me every (laughs) time. I'm still on Instagram, being in a <laughs> swimsuit, four days a week at least, babe. I'm hit- out this mother. I have Twitter. I don't magically not have an f- opinion. Um, I like the idea that maybe I could like write a song and it's a hit, and you'll never know I wrote it. I- cool. That would like give me so much satisfaction it's kind of like on my list of things to still do is, do you want to write a song for somebody else that's, that's
2: in the top 10 that you don't know is mine but would you come out after and say hey, by the no, way that's so <laughs>
0: cheesy but I just like it would give me personal satisfaction I don't need the haha I told you moment like I just it would give me satisfaction because like sometimes I'll really think to myself like I think I'm a good writer, and I think if somebody else sung this song, I think it would be received differently, and I really want to test that theory out.
1: So will you go back to any of the artists that said no to a feature, but maybe hit them and say, let's get into the studio and let me write for you?
0: Yeah, of course, because I don't even take it that personally. And honestly, I think a lot of them um, may get sent things and not know that it's written by me.
1: Hell yeah.
0: Because I'm not out here necessarily always writing with uh, all artists don't write in the studio with people sometimes they get just sent references and they say them um (laughs) and that's fine too but i don't plan on referencing the songs i write with my own voice so i do think that that you know, like, I still am signed to Sony ATV and I have a publishing deal with them. So I do plan and they know that I'm writing now just for other people. And they're like, send me, send me through reference tracks. Like, we want 10 of them. Like, this person's doing an album. That person's doing an oh, album. Yeah. Will you go in writer's camps? And I'm like, yes. <sighs> Will you do this, that, and the other? I'm like, yep, Imagine I want it, to. It, it's fun. Zalia I started what? in writer's camps. You know, I started my career that way. I think it's really fun. I love writer's camps. So I'm like, yeah, I would come be in the, writers can write a lot of the writers i already know you know so it's just like i think that would be so fun to do and i think that there might be people out there maybe one day even saying my not realizing till after they've said it that actually whoever the whoop that is this name on your song is that it's actually me and i actually wrote it a lot of it for you so, and i think that's cool that they wouldn't even like be no. able to have that bias or no i kind of love that yeah I want this. I love that. You. I want it for me too. I want it so f- mad. The,
1: the image of <laughs> you walking into a writer's camp to write for somebody else is something I can never get out. It's of my funny because
0: I wrote with um, this girl um, on "Good Times with Bad People," and we wrote that hook together. And she was like, "I didn't even really write this. You f- wrote everything." And I was like, "No, you did write. You helped a lot too." She did, but she's like, "I don't. I'm like not used to coming in and actually writing with." like people i so often come in the room and the artist is just like "Eh, i don't know what i want to write about Eh, write a song Eh." i sit in the corner of the room and i write a song for them and then they go say it i'm like i know i know so like there are a lot of people like that that i've written like with that now are like we should write songs we should make whole beat packs together we should do 10 of these songs and go send them out to all the girls that are working on their albums and see what they want to do, this would be really fun. So there's a lot of that happening for me at the moment now too where I'm like, yeah, I'm ready to do this. I just haven't been able to really get into it because I've been finishing up so many things for myself that I'm like, you know, next year I would love to spend a couple of days a week just going and working on other people's projects or having my friends that are in town like, hey, I'm in town for a week writing for this person, that person, do you want to get in and like do some writing sessions for them, see what happens? Like, yeah, I really want to do those things still in my career i started out in writing camps like trying to write songs for carrie hilson's album that never ended up you know getting placed on there but that's like the writers big writers camp that i got into that i was like whoa and i just think it's so fun to write from someone else's perspective so i really want to like get back to that
1: would you ever write another like a rap verse for somebody
0: yeah yes Oh wow. Totally.
1: I thought you were just talking pop songs. No,
0: I mean rap. Too. So what
1: if Cardi B called you and was like, I'm working on a, I know she doesn't she uses if anybody, writers. If bunch anybody of writers.
0: that raps anybody out there that wants, you know, a song, it doesn't even have to have my name on it. I'm around. I'm Beautiful. around straight up.
1: What are you thinking?
2: Nothing. I think we got covered a lot. Yeah, we the did.
1: The end of an era. Uh is this
2: the last time you're gonna come in here? Is that is that what that means? maybe (laughs) no Uh, maybe it was uh, nice knowing you (laughs) nice to know you too bye you
1: guys see you later listen to the end of an era there's a link in the description below and i really do think that you should use this as an opportunity to not just listen to this new album but go back and listen to all the other stuff that he's put out there because yo you are you are ahead of your time in a serious way
0: and well i hope people will love this just as much honestly like I really feel that this project, this album is very special to me. I don't know. I just feel like it's the most me thing I've ever done. It just is. Like, I don't know. It's just so me. Is it so you (laughs) because it's you over the last decade? Yeah, maybe. Like, in my defense is me, but it's a portion of me. All those projects are a portion of me. I've never, like, compiled them all into one thing to where you're like, this is really, like, An album for me usually is me, like, hyper-focusing on a small bit of me and expanding on a small bit of me, whereas this feels more like these are really all of the things that I love or a lot of my thoughts on. It's all, like, wrapped up in there. I think Day 3 Miami is really my favorite song on that album,
1: though it is. Stream that song, stream the album. Link in the description below. Iggy Azalea, everybody. Hey. love
0: um, thank you glad to have gotten to talk to you before i you know stop existing or whatever it was that you guys were saying <laughs> before i go just poof into the atmosphere <laughs>
1: <laughs> this album comes out you just vanish
0: yeah i'm like i'm still around i mean i might do a verse or something i might feature on some songs well, and, you, know, you know who knows maybe i'll but i'm not, featuring I'm, just is not good signing money. A, I'm not signing any record deals not. i'm not no
1: why I don't would, want to. Why would you? But also you have the means to do it all yourself and you can release your own art if you want. Like you can yeah. you can do whatever you want.
0: Yeah, right now I just want to do other for at least a good like year or two or three. Yeah. There's, two, there's not enough time in the day.
1: Because you can, you should do it.
0: Because I can, I should do it. It's like a lot of people have to make music until they're 60 because they're like, this is all I can do. It's all I, this is, I have to do this. What else will I do? And it's just like, I don't, want to get into that space in my career either where it's like you actually have to make this even if you don't want to it's like I don't feel like it makes sense for me right now and there are other things I can do that I'm super creative that I'm excited to do and so I would be like playing myself to continue to do something that I'm not like 100% um present in or able to like 100% feel comfortable partaking in right now like to do that, and leave these other things on the table, or not give them my full attention, and then later on in life, I'm like, well, "What else do I do?" It's like, "Well, you probably could have done this or this or this or this, but you never took the time to like, to to bother developing those things or to get better at them." It's like I don't, I don't want to be, I don't, and also I f- hate touring, but
2: it, it's a long yeah, as, past you're to, as you're about to go on tour.
0: No, but I love. It's different because that's the last. This is like the last hurrah in a way for touring so yeah. i'm f- hype as f- to go on the pitbull tour because yeah. i'm like i get to live it up and then i'm going home it's only a two-month tour usually for me touring or at a certain point oh. in my life touring was like i'm just spending 30 days out of the entire year at home and then not 30 days in a row yeah. and i'm having to sacrifice my relationships with people i'm having to sacrifice moments with my family now that that involves a child too or i'm homesick i'm tired my body's over it like mm-hmm. i want to lay in my own bed i want to you know what i mean like i feel that i sacrificed a lot of that throughout my 20s to with touring even though i do actually the funny thing is i love being on stage and i love like live stage shows and meeting the fans and stuff, but it's getting to and from the shows and the brutalness of the travel element it's of touring. Well, it,
1: it ruins your body. That's what kills yeah, you. Yeah,
0: that I'm like, I just don't want to do that anymore mm. and I don't want to do it with a kid. I love the idea that I can go on this Pitbull tour and it's only two months, which is not brutal in terms of a schedule when you've done it for so long. And then my son is coming on some of the funner moments of the tour, but I'm keeping him at home for the more brutal road elements of yeah, it. So are you going to bust it? Yeah, I'm bussing in and then jetting in certain parts, but um... well, that's like you know my like I, that's the only
1: way to really do it is to jet, but then you have to plan the tour appropriately, and then you it's need... not
0: possible to jet the whole time. That's no. the thing. Yeah, well, there's got, some or, parts that you just have to.
1: First of all, it's expensive, so your margins get, f- and the planning is exceptionally hard, and it's almost like why.
0: Well, like, and with me too, I'm like, I have a baby. My, yeah. ba- my son still sleeps in a crib. Ugh. I can't put a crib on the bus. If he's awake at 7 a.m. and the bus still is driving for six hours, he doesn't have enough balance that he can be running around on a moving bus like cool. an adult does. So then what? Is he sitting in a seat for eight hours trying to get to the next location? Mm. Is he having fun doing that? No, he's not. A jet taking off and yeah. landing, that's going to wake a kid up. Then he's awake in the middle of the night because we went somewhere on a jet that's not it's not fair to him it's not enjoyable for him so i have some points in the tour where there are hubs where i'm like he's based in houston and i'm going in and out every night and i'm here with him seeing him though and coming back so that he's not being um transient yeah but he's still seeing me but like i can't do that all the time that is another big factor in it where it's just like you know we are talking about making music we are talking about making a living we're not really making money off streaming we're making money touring as artists you've got to be a touring artist it's not an option nowadays if you're gonna really be banking in on what it is that you've taken two years to create you're touring out of that and i can't do it and i don't want to do it because i want to be with my son in my house and i want him to have an enjoyable day on one time zone with his friend leo that lives across the street and we go to the park and we do fun play with dinosaurs that's what i want to do
1: and you should do that for as long as you want yeah and, and also the heart wants what it doesn't have so
0: yeah exactly and i think i'm like that's one of the really elements of it too to where i'm like i'm so lucky i got to do this for 10 years nonstop. i've been to every country and every city that i ever wanted to go to more than one time everything that i wanted to do as a child within my musical career i have done it and then some that i never thought would be possible i have i'm rich as like being blunt i didn't even <laughs> think that that would happen honestly like i thought i would just be able it? to like if I, I would have been so happy to just be like, I can pay my bills of my apartment with rap music like that to me was what success looked like when I first started out. So to be living where I'm living all the way that I'm living now, um, to be even be like, I'm jutting in and out of my show, like so casually, like the fact that I can even do that, I didn't think I would be able to do that. I've had gotten. I've achieved more than I came and set out to achieve for myself. If I'm being honest, and I'm re- just really happy with the way the last ten years have been. I don't want to like keep going at something if there are things about it that aren't like vibing with me. It's just
2: like, well, for like why? For what? Is there no fear that the money can run out? She got makeup money. We see Rihanna's a billionaire. I think she'll be all right.
0: No, there's not fear of the money running out. I have investments in like donuts and. F- <laughs> sodas and weird cereals and i send them to my house every month like here's what's happening with the cereal and i'm like awesome flavor um so no i'm not worried about the money running out <laughs> got it no i have money in that you I, I'm would probably, never even know about yeah i'm
1: probably but i don't it.
0: even know that i'm like oh what cool <laughs> i don't know the guys tell me like I'm really lucky. My manager is a really smart businessman. He has like, I'm like, his, I'm like his passion project. He doesn't even, he's always like, I don't really make that much money off you. Honestly, I just like you. And I'm like, I know. I know. You know, he does other products and is invested in brands and things like that. And I've seen him be so successful financially and so secure financially that I, when I got a little bit of money, I was like, can you just tell me whatever you're doing? Can you just do it for me too? Like Smart. if you're putting 400 grand in that, could I put 100 grand in that? Cause I don't have as much money as you, but like, could I be, could I piggyback off your good decisions about? And he's like, yes. So like, he just will come to me and be like, this is the thing that I, we're doing. So do you want to put 200 grand in this? Cause you should. And I'm like, yeah, I trust you. So I just trust that he has, really sm- he's really smart at stuff like that and i just do what he tells me to do and it seems to work out <laughs> so that's so it's all about who you know i think is the lesson in that like Amazing. sometimes it's not about being the smartest person in the room as you they could say it's about just knowing who to ask to get the answer or to have the ability that to acknowledge that you don't know the answer and like i don't know that much about business or i'm not some like person that has such vision that I can identify brands that are going to do well or something. But I know someone that I think has that vision and he, his life sure does seem like he's got that vision to me. And so take my money. So I just give him my money and yeah, be like, do whatever you're doing, do whatever you're doing, do it more with my money. Even my mom came to me and was like, do you think he could take my money (laughs) and just do whatever you guys are doing? And I'm like, yeah, we could probably do that too. Yes. So, like, it's all about who you know. I think, like, if you ever want to do anything in life, whether it's investing something or if it's something creative or whatever, like, if you don't feel you have the scope of the vision, like, just make friends with people that you think do or that you look up to or that you admire. Like, make friends with those people in any element of life that you want to succeed in. And if there's something that you feel you're lacking – Find people that you think like can deliver what it is that you need, and like follow their advice. Just don't always try to come up with your own. And like, I have faith in people in those ways. I have faith in myself creatively in my creative vision, and I have faith in other people in the business endeavors and other things. And so, no, I don't fear that the money will run out. I'm is, okay. <laughs> is, Ellie, I love you. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Thank you. You're yeah, I feel like we said goodbye seven hundred times. Did.
1: Hey, beautiful human. Thanks for joining our conversation with Iggy Azalea. I really appreciate you. Make sure you listen to The End of an Era. It's her latest body of work. And subscribe to this podcast. Share it with those you care about. And let us know who we should talk to next. At Zach Sang Show on any form of social media. I'll talk to you soon. Please be safe. Hug your family if you can. Don't go to jail and have a great day. Peace and love.